Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we're a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. Uh, yeah, this ahead. week, <laughs> we're really planning well already, right off the bat. Uh, this week, uh, we're doing uh, the 1985's uh, landmark action film, Commando. I'm the one showing this to Allie. Yep. Uh, this is a movie I've seen many times in my childhood. Uh, it was directed by Mark L. Lester, who's of also known for Firestarter and a bunch of direct-to-video movies that you've never seen. Really? Yes, oh yes indeed. Okay. A little and, uh, more. and it was written by a committee that included uh, three people that it doesn't really matter about, and uh, Jeff Lieb, who is, or Loeb, I can't remember how it's pronounced. It's going to be a lot is, of, like, who? how do you pronounce this? Right, indeed. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's also known for uh, writing the screenplay to Teen Wolf. Uh, he's a, a co-creator of Smallville and Heroes, and he's written a lot of mostly terrible comic books. Uh, in fact, I think he's written some of the absolute worst comics of the 90s by critical acclaim, although they're also very popular. Um, you know, and it stars, of course, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I did a lot of really, really bad uh, Stallone impressions last week, so I'm going to do my best not to do uh, any bad Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, so that'll last about a, five minutes at most. About 30 seconds. You know, har, har, har. And it also, of course, has, uh, you know, Dan Hedaya. Hadaya, 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 how you doing? Who is, uh, you know, as 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 the major main villain, and who who is also known as almost everyone you've ever seen. He's almost every dad in the nineties. Uh, he's in he's in Clueless as uh, um, what's her as a uh, as, as Alicia Silverstone's dad. He's uh, he's the dad, and of course, Night at the Roxbury, a classic film. Very classic. Uh, he's you know, he's uh, Carla's uh, scheming husband, Nick, on Cheers, mm. and uh, he's about eight million other parts. Um, uh, and, and uh, of course, it also has uh, all sorts of bit guys like David Patrick Kelly and Bill Duke and Vernon Wells and, you know, and of course... The lovely Alyssa Milano and the not as lovely and not as no. talented <laughs> Radon <Dan> Chong. <laughs> um, we and have no I, opinions about her. Uh, and we will not share any of them later. <laughs> uh, Allie, why don't you tell us, since you were this is your first exposure, why don't you tell me what this movie is about in, let's say, four to three hundred sentences. <laughs> All right, I'm really going to give you just sort of like the basic premise and then we'll go back and talk about a couple other fun moments that we had watching this or i had i should say um maybe you had them too so essentially (laughs) so essentially in the 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 plot of this uh lovely film um you, you got you got john matrix who's your um schwarzenegger character you don't see him right away starts off with you just see a bunch of people getting killed and you're like "Ah, what's going on and then all of a sudden you're in a montage (laughs) moment and you see a young girl Alyssa milano and john matrix (laughs) (laughs) i.e we'll get to that arnold schwarzenegger and you begin to realize oh okay they, they they must be family um Long story short, the people getting killed are. Pe- you find out that Matrix was, you know, what was he like? The he was a military, military special guy, force, like a Delta Force, special agent. special forces guy. They don't really go into total detail about how special it was, um, but uh, all of his men from his group are getting killed with the and and you find out very very quickly that one of his main guys um, faked his death. And it turns out that they are after him. And spoilers! I know. I know. Spoilers. Well, hello, this entire. Oh thing yeah! By the spoilers. way, spoilers. There's spoiler lots alert. Of spoilers in this. This entire podcast. The movie it, is thirty years old, so I'm sorry. If you were sorry. concerned about spoilers, I wouldn't. 
listen to our podcast. Oh, and sorry about the spoiler alert for last week yeah, or we last two weeks that. or whenever we whenever we release it. Uh, you know, I think we, on the we website we should say spoiler alert. Yeah. Anyway, so um, long story short, too late. Um, they end up they after, they're after him and he, and they end up kidnapping his daughter, Alyssa Milano. A lot of crazy stuff happens. He tries to get his daughter back. So the whole basic premise of the movie: daughter kidnapped. Must get her back. And in the meantime, he has to kill a lot of people. A lot of people get killed. A lot of blood sh- blood is shed. Um, and, of course, it comes down to, uh, uh, you know, a, a showdown between he, he himself and himself. It comes down to a showdown between Schwarzenegger. I know, I swear. Between himself and... <laughs> between himself and... <laughs> between Schwarzenegger and Bennett, who's the guy who faked his death. And there's a whole big showdown. And I, I you can't see it, but I'm air quoting showdown. We're going to air quote every episode. Every, every single episode, there will be a you can't see it, but I'm air quoting. Yeah. I guarantee Yeah, it. I think you're right. Uh, and so that's basically it. And yes, of course, Schwarzenegger defeats him. They, uh, he, he, Alyssa Milano comes back to him and they all live happily ever after. And Radon Chong is in it in the major part. Oh, uh, we'll talk, talk about, about. that. Well, she, <laughs> let me tell you how forgettable she is. She's so forgettable. She wasn't even important in the plot pointing, pointed moments of the she's uh, so, She can fly a plane, She honey. is so bad. She's I howling mad even, burdock. She I know can fly. she's important in the plot, but you could have put a freaking dummy in there and it would have been just as, okay. They kind of did. I, seriously, um, she's pretty though. I'd give her that. So, um, and, and to give a little bit of background into this movie, and when Allie was summarizing it, I think we could have summarized it even better with the tagline, oh, yeah. somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay, which is, I think, an all-time great 80s movie tagline. It really is. Uh, you know, and a little, little background of this movie, in case you were completely, uh, like, unaware of the history of it, uh, Schwarzenegger was not the original intended role for this. I mean, you know, the dire- you know the producers kind of came, don't know why came, so... came to him third you know after the original the original part was going to of course go to as is fairly obvious from the plot we described gene simmons of kiss who was going to be a former mossad agent who wasn't proud of his past and there's a couple of lines that schwarzenegger says about not being proud of his past that apparently you know came from that uh you know but simmons turned that down to uh do some other really terrible movie that i've forgotten the name of where he played basically some sort of like weird transgender drag villain uh it I wish I could remember the name of it, and if I did my research, I would tell you. Uh, but um, And later, the role was going to go to Nick Nolte, where he was going to kind of play him, uh, unsurprisingly, as a, a washed-up, out-of-shape guy who I guess didn't really care much. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, and then later, it went to finally to Schwarzenegger, because they I guess they kind of decided, maybe this guy who can kill literally hundreds of people should actually be someone who looks like he could literally kill hundreds of people. Um, so... That's kind of how it uh, came to be, and it was a fairly successful movie uh, in its time. Uh, I mean, I, it clearly was not made for a ton of money. Most of the budget probably went to explosions, and which is always a plus. I think that's where the most of the budget for any movie should go is basically explosions. <laughs> I don't care what the movie's about. I don't even care. leaving Las Vegas, the even entire, leaving Las Vegas entire movie should be would have been, been so improved. If they, they ever made a movie of, let's say, The Dumb Waiter by Harold Pinter, <laughs> explosions would definitely be the major part of my uh. budget as a director. And so anyway, the movie made a lot of money, and it's considered kind of a seminal action movie, kind of like it kind of wrote the book on how to make an 80s action movie. And it was 
it never had a sequel, though there was a proposed sequel uh, using uh, a book that uh, it was proposed to, a sequel that was later turned into another little mildly successful action franchise called Die Hard. Mm. But uh, Schwarzenegger turned that down along with numerous other people, including Frank Sinatra, because he had right of first refusal. And that's a really complicated story that I'm not going to get into. Anywho. Going back to Commando. It super, yeah. It was, a super po- it was popular enough that it had its own line of really chintzy, crappy uh, G.I. Joe knockoff action figures that uh, used to be sold at the red and white supermarket near my <laughs> house that my brother and I owned quite a few of, where the characters... It had his whole team, who I guess was not killed, or maybe it took place before or whatever, but they all had guns you could attach into their chests because they had, like, holes in their chests. It was a very weird time, the 80s, uh, for toys and action figures. And I think going into that and that little background and that little bit of trivia and such, I think we can just sort of talk about some of our major uh, issues of the movie going through it, I guess, roughly chronological. Yeah, and just, uh, yeah. I want you to take the lead on this. It's your first experience it's my first with experience. Uh, your first time with Arnold. I know. Well, it wasn't my first time, but with this Arnold. All right, so. Um, you know, you open this movie and, and, and you know, they, they start you off right off the bat. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like you, you, you just don't, you barely get time to breathe. You basically find out that some guy wakes up next to some chick. You don't know if it's his wife or who she is, some woman. And uh, they talk about they talk about the garbage because they hear the garbage men. Mm-hmm. And then he dumps the cat litter, which I thought was actually a really smart move. Like, he basically, you know, he's like, oh, here's the cat litter right by the garbage. Let me pour that in before right, I tie it up. It's called verisimilitude. It's what smart filmmakers smart do. Smart move there, buddy. So, you know, he takes the garbage out and basically um, they, they, they shoot him <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I would basically say, I mean, that's that was overkill for um, what they did to him. That, that was overkill. You could say that about basically every every scene in this movie has some degree of overkill, and it's one of the things I love about this movie is mm-hmm. it's it's nonstop. I mean, yeah, like the the interlude where he picks up his trash and dumps the kitty litter and walks out to the end of the driveway is probably the slowest pace moment I, I, in the movie. I would agree with this that. This movie does not let up. No, it doesn't let up. And uh, yeah, and and, and well, there, that's and, not really true. There is one other moment that we're coming to. Oh well, then, no, but that but it doesn't. That moment doesn't let up. No, that Trust me. Trust me. It's that's not true. dull. It keeps going. It's right. crazy. Yeah. And um, I want I want to start out uh, just just so we know this before I. When, the, when those guys got killed, I looked over and Allie was writing something down. I'm like, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm going to count all the number yeah. of people who were killed in this movie. And Allie has no prior knowledge of this movie. <laughs> I've seen it several times. And all I can think is, good luck with that. <laughs> so maybe, you know, like, you know, as we go on, we'll get to the point in the movie where Allie gave up. Eventually. Didn't take very long. It was but, further um, into the movie than I expected. So basically, the, yeah. all these guys get killed. Uh, wait, wait, you know. wait, wait, wait. Look, I gotta go all through right. a couple. Just really quickly, because like, as he's going through the team, we don't see, I don't think we see everybody in the team, but we do see a couple of choice people. But I think, you know, and this is all like, imagine... There's not really music going on, but it's like the cold open. You know, we haven't seen we haven't seen Commando like hit the screen yet. This is like almost just the Oh yeah, it's like the right. beginning scene of a James Bond movie. Yeah. If there's nothing but Randos getting killed. Exactly. So so the next person that we walk into is this car salesman who basically looks like a poor man's Henry Winkler. I feel really bad for the actor because man, I mean, I think he's just relegated to playing like Winkler stand in for the rest of his life. because <laughs> um, man isn't, isn't Henry Winkler post like nineteen eighty two, say night shift era, isn't that basically a poor man's Henry it, Winkler? I seriously, I mean <laughs> he's he's like a he's become himself like about fourteen different times. Like he's just like faxed him or like he's like copied himself like at the Kinkos yeah. and like turned himself into who he is. I don't anyway. really follow what you're saying, but I like it. <laughs> I'm going with it. Um 
then we see, and then, and this is the point where the uh, part of me where I, I get really frustrated, especially in the eighties. It was like, let's not hire, let's not hire somebody who is actually, I don't know, Colombian or whatever place that they are. Let's just put a white guy in there and give him some sort of. I think of, you're getting a card ahead of the course here. No, 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 no not about. yet. Oh, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Guy, you know, or like what, and they'll do this, and, and that does come up later. But m- my point is like really is that hard to like hire somebody for a particular thing so i sort of stepped back from this and like like rolled my eyes at this moment but there's a fisherman who's i mean it's like they went to the you know cover girl aisle and they basically painted his face to make him look swarthy which is funny because this fisherman will come back a lot later and Allie didn't recognize who it was no. so I think maybe they just screwed the makeup up I don't know if it this was is terrible. I don't know if they're intentionally swarthing him up because well, either that or it was bad lighting because this man, fisherman's name is Bennett yeah, and, and he, he comes obviously he, back it turns there. out he may not have actually died right so they, they they blow up his boat long story short okay anyway so then this is where I was saying there there, there may have been one more moment where it was you know, I guess this moment didn't let up, but in a different way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because the moment you get past the killing spree, you think you can have some breathing. Because it's like, wow, you're like, like, I bet, you know, like four or five people just died. Like, right. bang, 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 bang. Is, oh, cool. It's letting up with some nice steel drum music. With a sax <laughs> and a flute. It is so beautifully 80s tropical. And, and we have weird. a wondrous... And I, I actually didn't remember there was a cold open. I was actually going to joke about the fact that much like over the top, this movie starts with a montage. And I somehow forgot the killing at the beginning because I guess there's so much killing you get blinded to it. Yeah. But there is a probably one of the greatest Mon- what the hell montages. Montage. And it's a what the hell montage. Because all of a sudden there's steel drum music. Which you're like, wait, we're not in the tropics. What's going on? I'm sitting here thinking, well, maybe we're going to go to the tropics at yeah, some point. We kind of do. We go to, we go to Florida or something. Well, no, it's, it's an island off the coast of uh, California. Oh, oh, is that where it is? Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I it's think like, it's basically it Catalina. It really feels like Miami. Although for years, I thought they actually went to the tropics at the end until oh. I realized it's only a two-hour flight from, uh, from L.A. Oh, so, you know. Okay. So, well, anyway, uh, it doesn't really make sense because, I mean, yes, I guess on the underbelly lying part of this movie that would be what it anyway long story short it didn't make sense that's to me. we're up to two long stories short where she's been lying <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna, drink we're... when you hear her say long story short <laughs> so Alyssa milano pops up on the screen under this or you know i guess under this music a, music a, a 12 or 13 year old Alyssa milano yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's there, true that's true a, this is not a like young Alyssa, milano. young Alyssa milano with the worst perm i have ever seen on a child and you watched annie and, and that's like three years previous to this you liar and, um that was her natural hair really <laughs> well anyways. her natural wig maybe yeah, it was her natural wig but um and she's in overalls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and tight rolled tight rolled Overalls. Okay, and she's feeding a deer, <laughs> like for no well, reason. Well, she's feeding a deer with whom? Well, then we find out that it's with Schwarzenegger, who is clearly her father. No, because Alyssa Milano and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It that's makes perfect sense. Beautiful family. I mean, it's the best family choice I've ever. She's got her New York accent. He's got some Austrian thing. That's some Austrian. I believe it's just Austrian. Is I, what it's but um, my point some is that Austrian got, thing. I feel like he mixes it up with something else, like just to sound. Oh, I think it's. The, I think he's mixing it up with a tremendous amount of steroid use. That's what it is. That, thank you. you. Know. That's that's the cocktail he's drinking. And uh, so, yeah. and, it's and, just of, not... and I don't think he, I don't think there's a mother ever even mentioned. 
I think it's, they it, say something it, about she died seen, or maybe they do. I, again, I've seen this something. movie only a few dozen times, yeah, so I don't. Uh, obviously, if, I if would anything, re- it's like one line. If Your it's mother, ever, I miss her. Yeah, something stupid. <laughs> oh like shoot! That. I did the impression. Are we oh, somebody drink. Oh, I don't have a timer. <laughs> now you have to drink a lot. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, and then immediately after that, um, we we see Dan Hedaya. Dan Hedaya. We looked this up. I looked this up and played a little sound file <laughs> because for years I've been altering between Hadea, Hadaya, Hedja, and probably Hadia yeah. <laughs> at least once or twice for for him. I don't know uh, why he pops up in this after, like during this mon- this beautiful montage. He like, doesn't really pop up during the montage. Your notes are actually a little goofy. Are they a little goofy? By the way, uh, as a disclaimer, last week we popped right into the movie within 24 hours of watching it to discuss it. This we had life got in the way, and we watched this movie like a week and a half ago. So, and uh, though I've seen oh, it many I times, I know what happened here. This is when I know why this happened. They, they, oh, the credits! The credits! <laughs> they're, they're showing the credits, and I, you have to understand. I kind of I, I have a real love for that guys. They're like they're like my people because that's like what I want to do. Be, be a that guy, but you know. Anyway, so um, I just realized something, he, and I, like I just realized something. Dan Hedaya, I believe, is is a Sephardic Jew. You know, a, you know, Middle Eastern descent, right? Um. Gene Simmons is from Israel. Maybe this was part of the original plan was it was going to be like some sort of like super Israeli fight when they originally cast him. And that would explain why he's completely unprepared for the part. And we'll get into that yeah. later <laughs> that he actually ends up playing. Yeah, it's it's so we, that's a good point. So that's... we go. But let's go back to his awesome cabin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's why that popped up is because I saw his name flash on the title card and I was very excited. So they said they're like beautiful him. montage right. of logging and carrying logs right. and feeding deer. Feeding and... deer. And they end up in this amazing cabin, which is like up on a hill. And oddly totally enough, no, uh, there's a there's a chainsaw, but it's not Chekhov's chainsaw. No. It never gets you used. know, as violent as this movie is, there's no chainsaw no, deaths. No chainsaw deaths. There, there is there. There are shed deaths. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to the deaths. shed deaths, but you know, there there are tools used as murder implements, but not a chainsaw. So, know? so anyway, in come the the helicopters, and there's all this like you know stuff, and the whole thing was we were supposed to make a normal life here. I think Alyssa Milano says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we were supposed because yeah. there's there's implications uh, that uh, basically. And I, I want to know what her life was yeah. like a few years ago yeah. because, you know, basically what we learn whenever, you know, from a, a, a great scene where General Exposition Q Kirby comes and, uh, you know, tells tells uh, Schwarzenegger after he lands in the helicopter and Schwarzenegger, like, it seems like they're going to be the villains, but it's actually the U.S. military coming to warn him right. because, uh, and you know... And in a thro- there's a throwaway line where you learn Schwarzenegger's from East Germany. There's a throwaway line where you learn he was the leader of a Delta Force team, and everyone in the team is dead except him. That's actually I, I have to interrupt you. I, if your original pi- hypothesis of what this was supposed to possibly be was true, that was not a throwaway line. That was a script supervisor freaking oh. the. Oh no, it definitely. Out. No, I'm saying that was I'm saying as an like, exposition, yeah, okay. it's throwaway. I'm like, but as oh, that was definitely let's explain. Well, it's somewhat. I'm, I, it's an amazing thing because it, unlike most Schwarzenegger movies, this movie gives one sentence, one, even one sentence of lip service to the fact that he doesn't sound like he's from America. I mean, they give him the name John Matrix. I mean, which is a great, you know, name. like Frank Alias, you know. <laughs> but uh, but you know, like most Schwarzenegger movies, he just has this very American name, and he there's no. There's no the comment about the fact yeah. that why is this, you know, like even in Terminator, this robot from the future that's supposed to be nondescript has an incredibly thick foreign accent, right. you know, like no, no movie does he ever. I don't think it's, I don't think it's explained in Predator. I don't think it's explained in Total Recall, which I guess is in the future where everyone's Austrian. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not, no Schwarzenegger movie offhand can I think of where it's ever really explained other than this one. And this is in one sentence. But 
huzzah to whoever threw that that throwaway line in, you know. And yeah, like I I, I do wonder about Alyssa Milano's childhood before this. She must have it must have been dark. It must have been, been a lot of well, Daddy's that, going to be gone for a yeah, while and so he comes back she, with a necklace made of ears. Yeah, but here's the weird thing, like who is she staying with? Was her mom still around then? We don't know. We don't know what happened. What was her life like? Like why is her mom no longer here? Did she die in the and She's between? remarkably well adjusted for someone whose father is basically the world's greatest killing machine. Yeah. And and her mother's not here anymore. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's very interesting. So anyway, they they come down to warn them, and they they leave these guards. <laughs> they leave cannon fodder I, A sorry. and cannon fodder B. And I will air quote guards. Um, and yeah, then, because oh yeah, because it's basically it's like well, I'm retired, you know, I'm not going back. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not going to help you. Yeah. I'm going to stay in my house, you know, with whatever. my daughter Jenny. You know, Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> There's a lot of Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> you know, and. Uh, so yeah, we've got we've got that's our nice little setup, and it's just you know nice peaceful three seconds of air after General Kirby leaves, and then and then boom, murder town, murder town happens. The, and one of the guards is dead. Bam, bam, and everybody's like dropped down, you know, kind of thing. And and um, Arnold slips away to the rifle shed. Yeah. So let's talk about murder shed number one. Yeah. Let, let's talk about a couple of things this movie has in spades, and they're they're combined in this first scene. Yeah. It has murder sheds, and it has gun rooms and gun this rooms. one we have the murder shed that is also a gun room mm-hmm. you know because you know like it, it's such a great like great concept that of course he's living this happy peaceful retired life but he's he has probably over seventy thousand dollars worth of high-tech rifles in a shed about 30 feet from his house yeah so he's in right uh, let me go get my guns yeah, right, literally <laughs> you know. and then um my favorite thing is it spot the ketchup wound basically <laughs> it's like can you see where they used with what they should have used tempera paint everywhere yeah, literally tempera paint as opposed to like you know even even what is it caro syrup or whatever yeah, it is you know corn syrup and food coloring which which looks at least remotely you know what's ironic is i feel like uh you know ketchup might have been more expensive <laughs> so maybe <laughs> that's where they, the that's where the they, budget went unless they got hunts you know then you have no problem or some right. tomato paste that they just threw down there because man it looked horrible and then and ketchup is mostly corn syrup and food coloring because here's the thing in the in the as you get Michael later into, sponsored into, <laughs> as you get later into the uh into the film and there's so much more bloodshed that happens you don't actually see close up wounds there's a lot of i, I noticed this you know especially when oh, we well, yeah, no. later. It's, it's a lot of like far away shots so you don't really have to worry yeah, about a, the there's wounds not a, well of course because it's, it's no, mostly stuntmen like, getting thrown off a that's my point the, this is know. my point so i, I mean think, you get some gore but not a lot but i think because of that the director really was like i think it was like an afterthought like oh crap i guess we got to show the head wound all right <laughs> like let's well, to, be, to be fair i would say it wasn't until the you know like other than a few really hardcore Tom Savini horror movies, you didn't get a lot, a lot of good head wound, headshot like effects in movies until CGI replaced it with like the gout of blood that you could come out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, nowadays you'd watch any TV show like for more than five minutes that has a gun in it, and you'll get to see someone's brains painted on a wall. But you know, you didn't get the, you didn't see that as much in the eighties. It was a more innocent time where people just died horribly and no one ever reloaded. Right. You know that was that that was the glory of the eighties. And then so. To to get to uh, to get further in, basically at this point, uh, an armed team of mercenaries has flooded this place. Right. Uh, Schwarzenegger takes out many of them until his daughter is kidnapped. I believe this is where we get our first appearance of both Bennett and Arius. Arius is Dan Hedaya. Oh. Dan, Bennett is Vernon Wells, not to be con- the actor, not the uh, the incredibly bad baseball contract person, uh, but um, essentially. We are now introduced to 
two of the most ridiculous things in a very short amount of time, you know, uh, one of which is, of course... Um, the accent. Okay, so so let's just let's just let's just have a moment here. <laughs> like, I am not the world. I don't do accents very well. I I, okay. I like to pretend to think okay. I do. We've both we both just heard. If you've heard our last podcast in this one, you've heard me do a terrible Schwarzenegger and a terrible Stallone. You basically heard me do our but, do do the voice that we use for our dog. But but I mean, and it, like he is. But Dan Hedaya is uh, Arius is. He's the Frito Bandito. He's like, hey, senor, I am the killer. You know, it is, it is, I mean, I'm talking, senor, I am going to take you over. It is, it is bad. It is like listening, it is like, it's like listening to like the jokey part of a manic Hispanic cover of a song. It is, it is like, have we we broken the square barrier yet? I'm sure I have. Okay, right. So if we've, if we've broken the swear barrier, if not, I'm I'm breaking the swear barrier. So you know, cover your children's ears, essentially, or your own if you're you know like that. Um, I literally wrote this in my notes. Dan Hedaya, accent question mark, the fuck question mark. Oh yeah, I was literally. waiting. For, I was waiting for this because <laughs> having seen this movie many times, you know, I'm used to him just being like, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm Dan Hedaya. You know, I. You know, kind of a tired, weary voice that he usually plays in the nineties, so like, and like, yeah, yeah he's, or his uh, Carla, you know, eh, whiny thing from Cheers, you know. And then we get to, uh, he's just like, I mean, it is. You can't even, you can't even do it. I mean, it's such a bad. I, I feel, I feel racist doing it. Like, <laughs> I feel guilty. Like, yeah. I'm too white, too gringo to be doing this sort of accent. Like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like. Hey, can you maybe Taco Bell Chihuahua that up maybe 5% <laughs> and then add a little Speedy Gonzalez, you know, and then a Cheech and Chong album from the 70s. Like, that's what it is. Yeah, it's Cheech and Chong. Oh, my he God. That's the connection. Totally... Ray Don Chong got her Uncle Cheech in that's as exactly a voice right. coach. That's exactly what it was. And then Cheech gave up halfway through because <laughs> it's just terrible. It's just that bad. It is so, awful. So the best part is that, so I had to actually write this down, too, because, um, the name of the, the the country that they're that they're working for. It's, the, it, oh yeah, it's, it's called Valverde. And I'm gonna do, dive in right now because at, with a plug slash apology uh, to uh, there is another podcast that uh, does focuses mainly on action movies called Radio Free Valverde that uh, is basically uses this country's name and. You know, they've actually done an episode on Commando. It was their first episode. I'm, ass- it's I'm such assuming a, that it's because of that. Yeah, it I is mean, because it of that. That's what be. I'm saying. Right. They did it in honor of that. And Valverde also appears in, uh, mentioned in Passing and Die Hard 2. So if I make and fun so, of Valverde, so, you're not uh, going to get offended, This is a name right? check to them. No, 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 of course okay. not. Oh, gonna, uh, this is a name check to them. Uh, believe it or not, this was the first movie I thought of when we had this podcast idea like two years ago and procrastinated on it. So this, ironically, I heard them do it. I'm like, crap, another podcast is already doing Commando. But I was, I'm like, I'm bound and determined. I bought this movie at a like a, a bin yeah, for like, like, a like, a, like a Best Buy bin for like four dollars. I'm like, we are going to watch this for this and, podcast. And just so you know that there would have been absolutely without question, no way on in any world here that I would have watched this movie willingly without, you know, getting to bash it like right. this. So right. just <laughs> Which sucks because you know, I, I live my life trying to get her to watch these kind of movies and we, yeah. we had to invent a podcast just like she invented that to get me to watch. Not over the top. I'd have watched that willingly. But yeah. there's about there's about there's four a nice or five movies list. coming up mm-hmm. uh, in the future where I'm gonna be like, oh pretty much the next crap, one. Baby. I agreed to watch oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I agreed to watch this. <laughs> so Valverde, which sounds to me like a really crappy salsa 
or some like one step above a super eight motel. I believe I believe it's uh, you know that's Spanish for Valerie Green. Well, lucky girl. <laughs> Lucky girl. <laughs> if only you saw the scornful look at her face at me for saying that. I'd love to apologize, but I'm not at all ashamed of myself. So so we have two really major things that and, happen. Oh, and, and, oh, wait, I forgot oh, to add, because yeah. we, we, we went this whole side effect, uh, side thing on, on Hidea's accent, oh, right. so we did not get to the other most ridiculous thing, which is the return of Bennett, the oh, guy from the fishing boat yes. who died, and his outfit, which is holy... Crap! Okay. Like this is the greatest outfit it, a, a villain has ever had. Like to There's, do a, I'm gonna, let me let me yeah, give up yeah, before yeah. we describe it in yeah. jokey ways. Let's just literally say right. he is wearing a t-shirt, a black t-shirt with what appears to be a yarn chainmail vest over it, and some sort of like you know action pants with combat boots, and he carries a knife, and he's got this well-trimmed mustache. Wait, wait, wait. And but, but he also has a belt over oh, the chainmail. Oh, he's got a belt yarn. over Well, it's a tunic, I guess. Yeah, it's it a chainmail tunic. tunic. Yes, he's wearing that's a, a better way of putting it. Like, basically, to, he, he basically looks essentially like, uh, like a G.I. Joe figure of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Like it's it's astonishing. And here's the best part: like they didn't even. I, I don't know if. That, and I he had, oh, and he has an Australian accent because it was the '80s. Right. Yes. And I know. And nothing, I don't think Vernon Wells is Australian. I know Maybe nothing about Vernon Wells. No, he is. He I is. I really don't know anything about Vernon Wells. Like off the top of my head, I he was in Mad Max Two. He's in Inner Space. He's a that guy. Okay. He's right. He's an action that. He's guy an action more than that guy. Anything. Right. Okay. Inner Space is probably where I saw him. So, but that's fine. I don't know what his sexual orientation is. I don't care. But I will say that whatever they were going for here, they essentially got uh, Bennett, who at night likes to go to the Blue Oyster from Police Academy. Yeah, he looks I mean, like one he... of the guys slow dancing in those Police Academy scenes. Honestly. Which, wow, those are dated. So dated. Those are dated they're and so homophobic. Like, and it's like so homophobic. Yeah, that's the thing we're going to encounter probably a lot uh-huh. in this podcast is, I mean, not in, these movies, not in these movies as much, you know, other than just, wow, I can't believe we actually got a guy as white as Dan and Dea, like, you know, it's right. like, it's right up there with Fisher Stevens playing an Indian guy, yeah. you know, but, you know, in short circuit, but it's, you know, we're going to see a lot of that as we hit these 80s is, yeah. man, the, you know, the homophobia, especially, yeah. and, and the, and the tacit acceptance of rape, <laughs> kind of, uh, we're going to see a lot of that coming forward, not in this movie, thankfully, this movie has wholesome violence. Well, and it's not even know. just the homophobia that's as big of a thing for, that I see, it's also, like, the... It's the making fun of it, like y'all are with us with making fun of you guys and how weird oh, yeah. you it's are. Like, it's, it's like that, going to like, a, it's like going to like for me like going to like like hang out at home back in the south with like like people that I don't know very well, like very distant relatives or friends of friends, and that weird sort of like I'm gonna say something racist and just like and sort of give you the the look like eh? you yeah, know you're exactly. with me on this one right? right you know black quarterbacks no such thing right yeah beep, 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 yeah you know. exactly anyway we're totally off. okay whatever so, so <laughs> like there isn't racism in the in the north so yeah so Bennett's outfit is 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 pure I would say choice I would oh, say it's choice it is, it is beautiful he he I I honestly think it's entirely possible he's loosely based on Major Blood from the GI. Joe uh, action figure line well, because he's Australian and he's got a mustache. All he needs is an eye patch and like some weird steel helmet and a fake metal arm, and he is straight up someone who's gonna be like Cobra Commander. <laughs> well, know? here's the thing too. Like, here's what because uh, I go to the like 
the, the, the mechanics of this whole thing. I look at his outfit and I think to myself, okay, it's obviously supposed to look like chainmail. But, you know, do, wearing chainmail is heavy. I don't think you know it's I mean? supposed to be chainmail. It's just supposed to look like it? So like because, they, well, uh, to, go, to go forward in the movie, no spoiler, the way he meets his end, chainmail might have saved his life. This is true. This is so we'll, we'll so get like, into that later. So, but, so, you know. so he willingly, willingly is wearing a tunic. Somebody knitted probably his grandmother tunic, a tunic that's supposed to resemble chainmail, and he wears this because he's a badass. Look, the eighties were a very different time. They okay. were a very different time. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, um, to to and then we we so so then we have and there's I, I know there's gaps in Allie's notes. Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'd like to get to this. Yeah, but you're not to that. That's okay. what I'm saying. There's a gap in okay, your notes where you it. forgot to talk about this. How Schwarzenegger basically is told, you know, like these guys grab his daughter right. and go off and say, "You're gonna meet," you know, "You're gonna meet with." He's put under guard, and it's like you're gonna. The the main plot of the movie is what you missed is they tell him you because we have your daughter have to go to this to Valverde where you learn Arius is a deposed former dictator and uh Matrix was one of the people who helped depose him and he's been told you have to go to Valverde you have to fly to Valverde and at and you know at Valverde we are going to you know you know you're going to assassinate the uh, oh, yeah, the, like the, the head the, of the head of this country and then I'm going to immediately come back into power you know like uh, say hello to my little friend <laughs> And so then we get a, a kick-ass scene where he is, uh, you know, under like the guy, the guy, the guy is standing there, like think, you know, basically like there's a guy standing there who says like you're gonna await your orders, whatever. Right. We have your daughter, and Schwarzenegger delivers a I've forgotten the line. He delivers one of his classic deadpan like no deal or something, yeah. and just blows the dude straight away through the eyes. Yeah. Does a wonderful scene where he chases them in a car with no motor, yeah. because, uh, no, no brakes or, no, 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 the, the starter was screwed. So he pushes the car down a cliff, and there's this great like car chase where he's in a car that he can't actually steer or control going down a hill trying to stop these people. And it ends with him getting you know captured and beaten the head and taken to an airport, right. you know. Where, where they basically, where well, actually they take him to a place where they then drag her in and they tell him, and that's where they tell him as well. Oh, is, I yeah, thought they yeah. told him that in his house. No, because she wasn't there. Oh, they okay. They had her in the car. Wow, I've seen this movie, again, only 30 times. Why would I forget? Anyway, but, he, yeah. so that's not even important. So we get we jump to the yeah. airport. That's yeah. where, that's where, where it really starts to pick this up. This is pre-9-11, and also, maybe I'm crazy, but I remember a time before 9-11 when we still had metal detectors, and it was mm-hmm. still kind of a thing where you couldn't bring guns on the planes. Right. Yeah, but, they walk through. Yeah, no they, problem. they like they basically take him straight up onto an airplane that's gonna be flying to Valverde, uh, which we learn it's an eleven hour flight. Yes. He asks the person if there's an eleven hour flight, and there's a guy holding a gun on him the whole time, and if he tries to escape, he'll get killed on this plane or right. whatever. And when the plane lands in Valverde, the important plot point, when the plane lands in Valverde, because this is pre-cell phones. The guy with him is going to call and check in, right? And then you know, and if and if, they, and if he doesn't check in, they're going to kill. Schwar- they're going to kill Alyssa Milano, right. and you know, both Schwarzenegger and Tony Danza will be saddened. And then, who would be the boss then, huh? Well, the boss was always Mona. Mm-hmm. This is true. So, um, at one one important so, so <laughs> lovable one of the many, elderly sex pots. One of the two. Ladies. One of the two people that are part of this check-in, checking on him thing, the one that's staying on the ground in, I assume it's California, oh, is Sully. And oh, Sully, God, David Patrick Kelly, David, who is, uh, he's one of those, that guys, you know you've seen a million you, times. He's in The Warriors, he's the great Warriors. 
please come out and play, yay guy. And Allie knows him from probably Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. And then also, but I, I honestly think that there was probably a big fight in the casting office when they went in. Like, one of them served up David Patrick, I keep on Kelly. Kelly, thank you. David Patrick Kelly and the other one served up, what's his toes from Short Circuit? <laughs> Fisher Stevens. Fisher Stevens. We already, yeah, we just we've already yes. referenced him. Yes, and oh, I, I'm really glad they like, went. I'm glad they went with Kelly because I am too. But I feel like you could have almost interchanged them at some at a couple of points in there. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, I think they both play obnoxious guys. Yeah. It's I think the difference is nine times out of ten, other than possibly Twin Peaks, David Patrick Kelly's obnoxious guy isn't supposed to be funny, so he's right. mar- mar- marginally less obnoxious for that reason. Sure. Like Fisher Stevens is insufferable in a lot of the 80s 80s things because he's supposed to be funny and is usually not. Right. Whereas you know David Patrick Kelly is just. Oh, Oh, you want to beat that creep with a hammer? Yeah. Oh, and he's even more hateful in the Warriors. So the, the, way, the best. So the, the line, 70s, the so line that uh, Schwarzenegger tells him um, when they tell him, "You're gonna go. Sully's gonna stay. This other guy, this other dude's gonna be on the plane with you with a gun to you." Long story short, there's number three who's getting drunk. Um, <laughs> uh, David, he he says to David Patrick Kelly that he's going to. I like you, Sully. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Exactly. Which is. Oh man, I, I was waiting. I was rubbing my moment. I was rubbing my hands because Allie hadn't seen this movie, and that is, you know, we, we're coming at some point to my very favorite thing Schwarzenegger has ever ever done in a movie uh, is in this. Um, so, so I, I have to point these a few things out when they come up because I feel like we're going to see them over and over again in the '80s, and because they're things that we now that are lost to us or things that are so 80s, like, I literally am, like, so 80s. <laughs> One of them is, anytime we have a TWA sighting, because we had oh, that in, in, over the, in Over the Top, we have to point out a TWA yeah, sighting. Another so TWA, TWA sighting. In yeah. fact, I, it, it wasn't a TWA flight, was it? No, no, th- no, they weren't on a TWA no, flight, but, but they you t- see the TWA, TWA plane. Right, it's very important. And then, for me and then um um we'll get to the other one that comes later yeah okay but also so because i, I i'm 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 a friend to, to animals well, you're, you're you're forgetting oh, you're, you're, you're jumping way too okay, fast well, then here because you, you, you see Allie's a woman apparently and she's gonna live cliche town of women she's skipping all the kills that's the whole point of commando okay well you go can summarize commando in three minutes without the kills that's right that's <laughs> you right. know you're right you're right i thought so, I thought it came so first. basically I, I the guy with a gun is guarding him and yes. whatever and short singer does like it's like the Beating up someone equivalent of yawning and putting your arm around someone, where he just goes ah, and elbows the dude right in the face, grabs him and does that perfect '80s neck break. Yep. And I, I'm not saying that neck break didn't exist outside of the '80s. I'm just saying that it happened that a neck lot break in the 80s. was at its pinnacle. I mean, that was Chekhov's neck oh, just, break. <laughs> what are you? Was it Chekhov's neck break? Because I saw it coming from uh, a mile away. What? Because he had a neck. <laughs> because <laughs> you put a neck in the first act, or the fifth act, you've got to break it. You put. You put Schwarzenegger in a movie. Oh, you put it's Schwarzenegger. Che- it's Chekhov's neck. You break. put Schwarzenegger in a movie next to a guy whose name you don't know who has a gun on him. Yeah, yeah that Chekhov's guy's gonna die. Break. And then you get, you know, a, another beautiful Schwarzenegger like death line, like one liner. You know, like he's he kills this guy, puts a blanket over him, puts a blanket over him, puts the guy's hat over his face like he's napping, and then calls the stewardess over and asks and 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 asks him, like says to not bother him, you know, because he's dead tired <laughs> oh i mean i'm he's just like applause he's i'm dead sorry tired. my friend is dead, dead tired. tired and then schwarzenegger sneaks out to the back of the plane which is already in the air he the plane is, has taken flight at this point you know and he goes to the bathroom like that's why he's getting up and then he basically somehow crawls and i don't know i don't think i've ever been on a plane where i could do this or figure out how to do this like he knows which doors to, like apparently this plane has like a series of doors and tra- 
pathways that you can immediately get to the cargo hold. No, no, no. Well, well, first you have to say how he got down there because you didn't. You, did you say that he took the the meal elevator? The oh, that's right. He took the dumb waiter. He took the you took, took the dumb waiter down. Yes. There? I thought the. I got it completely. I'm forgot sorry. That. Who who has seen this movie once and who has seen this movie? A no one. Times? No one died at that point. <laughs> it's true. So Allie notices this. Yes, this is true. And so he goes down and then he ends up like basically in that part of the hold where the Muppets would be flying to like London in their crates. Right. <laughs> he gets Which, barked at by a Doberman and right. this is where Allie. This was is like, where I got really upset because there's a Doberman in a cr- in a crate in the cargo of this plane. This plane is just about to take off. Like they're on the runway. They're running on the runway. It's about to go lift off, and they said it's an 11 hour flight. You're going to leave a dog in a crate in the cargo for 11 hours? I'm sorry. Well, wait, do, do, do you think in the 80s they just let people, let, like, like people had their do- their Doberman sitting next to them on flights? No, but like, what, how could you do that? What, like, do you want, what, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to, like, do you want them to, like, ha- bring the dog separately on a cruise? Yes. Well, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Thank I would you. love to have a Doberman a, cruise. And, 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 Doberman and by the way, cruise. They, and I, I also, uh, th- this is a thing that I think is great. This movie just predates, I think, the fear of pit bulls. Oh, yes, so, it was the Doberman era. So the Doberman, the Doberman was... The German Shepherd era. Yeah, the Doberman and the German Shepherd were the yeah. two scariest dogs because right. like, people didn't really know to be afraid of pit bulls yet. And then by the 90s, it was Rottweilers. And now, well, there was also a little St. Bernard And now too. it's Muslims. You know, it's, you know, like, we but we all had our, our terrifying things. Right. You know, like in movies. And it, it, was, it was Dobermans then. Um, <clears throat> so uh, essentially what happens here is he, 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 gets, uh, he gets off the flight and oh, and he, he gets off the flight by doing a thing that would kill anyone else on <laughs> Earth, in which he clings to the landing gear, and as the plane's going in, the, the plane is taking is flying in the air, it's, it's clearing the runway, and as the plane is maybe like, plane's maybe like 100 feet in the air, it goes off, the, the runway goes over a swampy marshland. Yeah. And so he just lets go and drops like a giant, meaty Austrian dart into the mud of this swamp. <laughs> No, and, and, and here's the thing we haven't talked about. We've talked about Bennett's outfit, but we haven't talked about the shirt that they put Schwarzenegger in. <laughs> in I mean, in this... To, I, no one would wear this shirt. Oh, that is not least true at of all. all. <laughs> least of all, someone like Schwarzenegger, where you're going to be pinning his photo up, and he's supposed to be the guy that like all the men are you know pumping iron trying to look like. You would not put this shirt on that man, because... Unless they are all really going to join up at the Blue Oyster Cult. The Blue Oyster Cult? Are they going to listen to Don't Fear the Winter? (laughs) Go, go, Godzilla. The club, I think I meant to say. Um, Just say the Blue Oyster. That's what they call it. This shirt, it's like... We won't be doing Police Academy. It's as if they cut the the neck off of the shirt. Oh, it's a flash dance shirt. It's a flash. And they basically did it, you know, to reveal his... Cleavage. His beefy cleavagey chest. Oh, Schwarzenegger and, is and passing the gets, pencil test. He's got some perky bosoms. I mean, when he gets out of this swamp, he basically, he looks like a sweaty mastiff. <laughs> <laughs> the way he moves. He's got oh, and chest. again, we got, we got to go into the fact that throughout this movie, just as an aside, one of the best parts of this movie is if you look for, and they, they try to hide it as much as possible. If you And I mentioned it actually uh, last, last episode, Schwarzenegger doesn't really know how to run. No. Like at all. He's just like, it looks like, it basically looks like, uh, when he runs, it looks like you basically dumped a pile of logs down a hill. Like, it looks like a scene from, like, the Swiss Family Robinson or Return of the Jedi when they're tripping the scout walkers. It's just logs rolling down a hill when he runs. It's just... We also have to note that because the plane took off, um, Sully 
thinks that everything went off without a hitch, and he yeah, makes that's the why first he had to let the plane take off. Yeah, that's so he makes day, the yeah. first phone call. Now, in the process of this, we begin to hear there's like this B plot going on where he's checking out this. I think she's a flight attendant. I don't know what, or she's just I think a she's business. A flight, I, she's a woman. I don't know. We don't really know. What she's she kind is. of dressed like oh, possibly. Oh, right, she's in she's in flight school. So she's I think she's a flight attendant in flight school. Yeah, I think she wants to be because I think the way that and she's really the promotional thing is you, annoying. Oh yeah, and you you got to start out like like all pilots do. You start out as a flight attendant. Right. <laughs> you work you know, your way you, up. You give drinks out, you hand pillows, <laughs> and once you're really familiar with the plane, you know, it's kind of like becoming a sushi chef where you spend the first couple of years just making rice. Yeah. You you spend the first couple of years of pilot <laughs> school giving drinks. basically handing out drinks and pillows and, and checking to make sure everyone's air is working properly. And yeah. Giving, and giving the sign language giving the directions. Sign, yeah. So um, we do... We that do, was, by uh, the way, me pointing to exits. Yeah. Uh, I, I acted most of that out so you probably didn't see it. Modified air quotes. Um, Drink. Radon Chong uh, is on the phone to somebody, and yeah, she's talking like this because she's yeah. really annoying. Well, we don't. Radon Chong clearly they were cashing in, uh, like she was her whole career is cashing in on the brilliant acting of Tommy Chong. Yes. <laughs> but I will say, Ray, she's, you gotta learn how to act better. She's super pretty. Like I keep saying it because I really I have to say if she never spoke a word and just stood there. You know there, what's funny? I thought she was gorgeous when I was a kid in the eighties, but looking now, she's kind of weird looking. Yeah, I don't. I like. I'm not. I'm not as into her. Like, it's not like Phoebe Cates, where I'm like, you know, my decision to have a crush on Phoebe Cates when I was nine, validated by my adult me looking back at Phoebe Cates. My decision. My decision to have a crush on Radon Chong when I was a kid. No, nah, not so much. It's mm. like it's like my decision to watch TGIF shows in the late eighties. <laughs> doesn't hold up. Now. It really doesn't hold up. Um, so uh, yeah. So anyway. Sully's after her. She's trying to like oh, yeah. shake he's him like, off. He's like, "Why don't you go out with me, lady?" Hey. And, and, and he has a really weird accent in this yeah. movie. I'm not really sure what he's supposed to be. He's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Kind of like, it's like I can't place it because it's not foreign. I mean, it, and it's kind of southern, but not really. I'm not surprised that David Lynch picked him up for Twin Peaks. Because... Actually, he got he, he got his part from Twin Peaks by the way because he was in Wild at Heart. Oh, really? And, that, and David 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 Lynch really liked him in Wild at Heart, so he specifically created that character for him. Oh, like a little bit of trivia. Yeah. I, um, anyway, I know dumb things. Yes, he does. He, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so we, we he's following her. She's trying to you know shove him off because he's trying to ask her out on a date. She says no, and Schwarzenegger is hiding by her car um, because they all go into. The, she goes into the garage and he's following her, and she like shoves him off, and Schwarzenegger pulls the Schwarzenegger in this moment. He freaks her out because <laughs> she, she, she has no idea that he's there, but. Again. Drive the car, follow yeah. him. Wait, but before he does that, he rips the seat <laughs> oh, out. Oh, that's awesome. He hands, just this beautiful convertible, he just rips the seat. You know, and I'm still, I mean, I guess it's so he can hide. I mean, I guess. You know, it's a it's a tiny car and he's, you know, a man mountain. He's but like, yeah, I, I, it seems like an awful lot, like, I mean, I know it was in there just so you could be like, holy shit, Schwarzenegger just pulled the chair out of that car. That's badass. And he but basically it's like, tells like... her to, to, like, start following Sully. Because, you know, he, he's got to get, yeah. he's got to figure out where, he, he knows that he knows where Jenny is. So yeah. he's got to get information. And apparently Schwarzenegger is somehow not going to murder this this uh, rightfully you know, elected leader of Valverde. Which seems so weird because he's just has no value for human life throughout right, most exactly. of this movie. Well, you know, but, yeah. But he's not proud of his past. But they do give him 11 hours to do it, and now he's probably, you know, close to And yeah, that, there was a time limit. He, yeah. he sets a timer on his on his, on his his watch for 11 hours. Right. And, and, you know, and, like, that's that, you know, and that, that actually, I have to say, that's a good narrative uh, twist there. You know, like, you, you get to know exactly, like, there's tension. Yeah. Because it's not just, I have to rescue my daughter. It's, I have to rescue my daughter. In 11 hours. In a, within 11 hours. Yeah. You know. And, because if that plane lands, and they find out that he's right. not on it, 
And he's not, you know, and then that he just killed the like, other yeah, dude. Yeah. As I said, then Tony Dance is going to be sad. Yeah, it's going to Tony Dance's career dies after Taxi. It's really that. a problem, yeah. So why um, did I just imply Alyssa Milano was the reason who's the boss was successful? Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, okay. Um, so anyway, anyhow, but there's no Charmed. That's the big thing, right? Um, <laughs> um, I just threw her off the charm totally reference. Like, really? Did we really go there? <laughs> Boom! I mentioned charm. You're no longer able to talk about anything. I mean, you might as well just bring up Project Runway All-Stars at this point, because, man... Oh, woo! I'm not going to bring that up. She's a wind girl. Okay, anyhow. Um, th- so, yeah, so so they're driving, and Ray Don Chong can't shut up. Like, I, honestly, it's like somebody... It's like wh- listening her. to this. It's like listening to us, but it's one person... Interrupting herself to talk about herself. So annoying. It's like listening to cousin it. There's no words that are so annoying. And she doesn't like. It's like she doesn't distinguish between one problem to another. So it's like, oh, you pulled. You pulled, you pulled the seat of my car, car and now I've got to run my. There's a run of my stockings, and oh my god, Reagan's still president. It's exactly, I mean, it's almost like an SNL sketch. Like it's that bad. Oh, she's terrible. She's terrible. And I think it was supposed to be written for humorous effect, but instead, it's it's you just. Every joke it, like, falls how, flat. How many people is Schwarzenegger going to kill and leave her alive? I know. Why is she alive? At, oh, my gosh. I, so, maybe he doesn't, kill, he doesn't kill any women in this movie, so I no, guess maybe that's his... If he does, he, he has a, a code. Yeah, he must. Yeah. yeah. So um, here's another um, 80s thing that we see, like the TW, TWA sighting. It's always fun to see a payphone. Oh, um, yeah. We had a lot of payphones in this one, so that's Well, because it's, it's pretty... Actually, this movie... This movie's plot could not exist after like 1993 oh, or not so. Not even a chance. Once widespread cell phone use exists, this movie cannot work. You know, it, it's it's just dead in the water. Uh, you know, uh, you know, because yeah. So now he he uses her to follow right. Sully to and, basically, and basically the mall. The mall, and he basically tells her. Oh, and when they pull in, it's like. I got really excited because I park downtown a lot, and you can't park for even five seconds without paying, you know, twenty bucks or something like that. And it's a, downtown Chicago. By oh way. yeah, downtown not, Chicago. Well, it's not like downtown Lawrence, Kansas, or well, something this like is that. True, right? But if you, but but they're in California, and I think if you pulled into a parking garage, the fact that it said first three hours free, I was like high fiving. That was like that's awesome. And then. And then he blows through that gate. Yeah, well, we didn't get to that and point were, yet. Oh, 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 that was yeah, later. That was That's later, right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was when he was leaving. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, yeah. how dare you? You could have had it for free. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. You just ruined their gate. So, you jerk. Stupid guy. God. Just let it open. You'd be fine. And so, we, so we get in this mall. And, you know, and basically what he said to her is that um, he's like, I'm going to hide out over my, here. My daughter's been kidnapped. Yeah. You have to help me. Right. And of course, and to her credit, let's be honest. I wouldn't believe him either. No, Ray Don Chong doesn't gonna, believe him, but no. she's gonna go find. She's gonna go try and she. He tells her, but basically, go find that guy, yeah. hit on him, get his info, get him to come out here so I can talk to him. And yeah. she goes in, and then she immediately, immediately, and you could have seen this coming from a mile away, finds a cop. Yeah, she flags down the security. A guard. mall cop. Yeah, mall cop. Yeah. And there are so many mall cops yeah, in this there, mall. There are a lot of them. Were there a lot of like mall riots in the eighties that I don't remember? Well, and this will come up also. Wait, right, right when you walk in, okay. So I, I know most of you remember the eighties. And this Hello. was a, this was the Galleria Mall, by yeah, the like way. Big, like, this is like the famous mall. Big famous mall, right? And you know, you know, I know you remember the eighties. I know you remember the real neon. Um, you're, you're saying that, but there, there are a lot of people who are adults who were born in the nineties. Now, I'm sorry. This is true. You want to shrivel and become aged like Ryder yeah. Haggard? She now. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> Nope. Those of you who have seen pictures of the 80s <laughs> have probably seen that there was a lot of neon that went on in the 80s. Neon oh, was big. God, it was glorious. So so the best part about this for me, for the moment, was you walk into this mall and hanging, like, 
I don't even know, like some crazy. It's like a Christo art exhibit. It's There's the just coolest thing ever. Ribbons of neon, enormous ribbons and big balloon type like streamers. I literally don't know what I think, to call I think it. they were having a party saying, this is the 80s. Let us celebrate how 80s this Honestly, mall is. of neon orange and yellow and colors. All, and I'm looking at Everything it. Everything is day glow and, my favorite, and my favorite pastel. Part of, my favorite part about it is I literally thought to myself, oh my gosh, there was so much freaking money in the 80s that they redid their whole freaking mall to look 80s. Like that was how much 80s yeah, I, money I, yeah, I'm was. sure there was a mall developer out there smoking a huge Cuban cigar going, you know, this mall could be at least 30% more 80s. Why is this mall not 80s enough? And then they put and meanwhile, he was pushing huge... the sleeves of his of his suit up while he was saying that and taking his socks off, you know, and, I mean, and getting the Miami device to shave. Honestly, I honestly feel like there... I don't know. Either that it was a brand new mall and they were like, 80s! Woo! Oh, it was the gallery. I don't know. Anyone want to research that, that yeah, and tell us, uh, you know, if you call in before we rec- finish recording this podcast, you can let us know, but I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> so, um, so anyhow, the, of course, she alerts the mall cop. The mall cop alerts the other mall cops. They all come out to kind of fight him. Sully kind of peeks out the side. It's and like, then we and have... what's going on? And then, and then we have a mall shootout, which and is it's, delicious. Oh, yeah. Sully's shooting bullets. Yeah, he's spitting lead at Schwar- And Schwarzenegger's not a monster. As much as I joke about him being a killing machine, he, these cops are just trying to do their job. So he's trying to just incapacitate them without killing them. But he's got to stop Sully from getting to a payphone. And this is where I say this whole movie's plot falls apart in, you know, without... Because, right. like, a lot of this movie's plot is trying to get to phones. Right. And so Sully's on the run, you know, just, like, trying to find a payphone. And Schwarzenegger's trying to stop Sully. And in the middle of it, Radon Chong kind of realizes... Oh God! When Sully starts shooting at him, that oh God, maybe Schwarzenegger's not. And then Radon Chong may have actually committed her first murder at this point. <laughs> she pushes one of the mall. Oh, I, I think they show him get up. Yeah, but they like, do. she basically pushes a cop down a flight of stairs. Yeah. Or, you know, or the escalator. I don't or the know, escalator. What well, doesn't matter? Too, yeah. Escalator is essentially just motorized stairs. This is true. Let, 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 let's not miss the cart for the. Let's not miss the cart for the the cart well, for the, the trees, the forest for the trees, and put the cart before the horse and mix our metaphors. But she basically pushes an authority figure, a guy who's not committing a crime and not trying to be a monster of a person, down a like a forty foot, you know, like escalator. To what should have been his death if this wasn't an 80s movie. I don't movie. think it was his and death. Then, and then Schwarzenegger does some Tarzan yeah, crap. Yeah, this is the coolest part. So my, literally, going back to Chekhov, Chekhov's orange balloon Chekhov's streamer. Chekhov's neon. Chekhov's, Chekhov's 80s neon. mall. Yeah, Chekhov's <laughs> 80s mall. Because he rips this balloon piece apart. Tarzan's the shit over to the top of the glass, the, the elevator. glass elevator, which he then punches through, if I remember correctly, yeah. or tears the roof tears off. Something, of. Yeah, somehow he gets in. He there. does a lot of property damage in this movie. That's like no, barehanded, yeah. like barehanded property damage. Like, like there's a lot of explosion damage, but like Schwarzenegger is a human bomb in a lot of this movie, like which I love. You know, so he ta- yeah he tears up to like he's, he's chasing Sully. He ends up chasing Sully all over the map. Like, and then he goes back into a car chase, and that's when he knocks, when he the, knocks gate the gate out. And there, there's this wonderful, like, it's it's a car chase that could have existed in the 70s, actually, because it's just a generic as hell car chase. Yeah, this is you not, literally this feel like a bullet. It's almost stock footage. Like, that's how, you And know. the best part of this car chase is uh, it, it's it's this baffling moment, because they do a bunch of, you know, they're driving. It's obviously, like, L.A. area, you know, like, you know, you see a lot of, like, cliffs and, and right. you know, they're driving on. At one point, Sully just slows down for no reason. Yeah, and, and Schwarzenegger, can, it's so obvious. And, and Sully's driving like, like a little itty bitty Porsche. Yeah, and the idea is that he's supposed to, I think the idea is that they're gaining on him. 
and instead, it's so freaking obvious that he's slowing down. Like, yeah, they, they could. So weird. There's no reason for him to have slowed down. Like, you can you can cut a car chase so you just suddenly they're closer. Yeah, like you don't have to. I, Eisenstein came up with juxtaposition. I want to say a hundred years ago in film and. Like, but like, but uh, no, he has to slow down slightly. And all through this, I mean, yeah. it is like a Home Alone wine fest with Radon Chong. Oh, oh God! Oh my God! Oh, my God. oh yeah, and Schwarzenegger is taking over the driving. Oh yeah, and just like I can't believe you're doing this. Oh my God! You just, I mean, like you literally just want to mute that part of. The, I mean, I would if I were you. If if I ever watched that movie again, like, it would mute. It's like the way you you should mute anytime I'm talking on this, um, mm-hmm. or anytime Allie's talking. You should just be listening to white noise. Um, but um, <laughs> divorce <laughs> lawyer. But uh, no court would give you anything because I don't own anything. But uh, so he ends up catching Sully and taking him off. And holding him over the edge of a cliff by his foot. And yep. again, David David Patrick Kelly is roughly three foot nine. He's a wee little man. He's a leprechaun. Yeah. You know, he probably has played leprechauns before. And yeah. if not, you know. So he's holding and oh and and you know, he's also wearing, by the way, the most eighties coat in the history of eighties coats. Yes. Like it's just this plaid thing. Actually, I think it, I think he took his coat off in the car. But he's hanging upside down, he's like, you know, and he, you know, he asks where everything is, you know, like you know, and, and, and Sully is like, no, I can't tell you, they'll kill me, blah, blah, blah. You know, classic 80s interrogation scene. And he says, hey, Sully. No, 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 not until he gets the key. He gets the key out of his pocket. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, gets he pulls a, gets, the key it's out like of the guy's coat. like a motel key. Yeah. yeah, he gets a motel key. I thought he found that after no. he did this. No, he's, so, he's, he's like, So he gets his motel key, but Sully can't really tell him anything else. And he's like, hey, Sully, remember when I said I'd kill you last? And, you know, Sully's like, you know, and everyone should know this. If you've, wa- if you've lived in the 80s and you don't know this alley, by the time you're this age, alley, you know, shame on you. But, of course, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. You did say that, you know. Greatest Schwarzenegger line in history. I lied. Drop. Oh, it is such an 80s death. Oh, he goes off the Hollywood Hills, you know. It's, 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 and then it's, Schwarzenegger takes the key, which luckily for him isn't like just a random Radisson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like nowadays, if it's a hotel key, it'll just be like, you know, a chain with like a card. Right. This is an actual key ring where has it has the name, name of the, the specific hotel and the room number yeah. All on, on, the, on it. Because it was yeah. back when you had real keys. You know, again, the modern plot, this 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 movie doesn't work. You right. have to rewrite the whole thing. You know, but... So they, now he knows where to go. Right. To find, you know, I think Cook was the guy he's got to meet with now. Right. So they show up to the... That's Bill Duke. They show up to an... Okay, so it's a motel. Okay, so let me just... Let me just... Yes. You're on the outside, you're looking in, you're like, this is the sleaziest motel I've ever seen. It's gonna and look it's, like everything. Speaking every of neon. S- well, I'm not there yet. Well, I'm just saying, no. Okay. The outside of the motel has neon talk, too. You talk to John, you get all the spoilers before anybody can set up the joke. So Well, we, I didn't know you were gonna set up a joke because I'm the humor part. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> you know. So you're supposed to straight man it. <laughs> uh, I didn't get that memo. So anyway, you Yes, apparently there's neon outside telling you. Which is what I was talking about. Right, okay, but you get inside. (laughs) And essentially, it's like, if you've ever been to to the MGM Studios in, in, in Disney, Disney World. Or a porn store in the 90s. Yeah, that too. Not that I've ever been. I've just heard rumors. Yeah, that too. Um, you will find, uh, what basically you walk into here, I feel like you can't possibly have a motel that has no money and have 
<laughs> setup that is inside of this motel room. Oh, it, it is, is glitzy. Glitzed out. It is. You know those like the what are the 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 blocks? Those glass. Yeah, those glass blocks, blocks which aren't expensive to be honest. My school had those as a kid. Yeah, but like, are you putting those in a motel room? Well, if I'm 1985. If I'm the actual are, physical actual, embodiment yes, of 1985, are, yes. then yes, I am. Because that, that there is nothing more 1985 than that hotel room. <laughs> it is it is like, it, it actually is the ho- kind of hotel room that I think a young Donald Trump, before he you know really made it big, oh, yeah. would look at and go, now this is classy. Yes, exactly. And it is not it, yeah, classy. It's a, it, yeah, well, if you ever actually use the word classy, you're automatically not classy. Oh, is that, is that well, there's, nothing classy has ever actually been described as classy. It's it's a paradox. It can't actually become classy. You know? So they're in this motel, and of course the guy shows up, and you know, Ray Don Chong is like, me! And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Schwarzenegger, you know, gets the guy, and they get into a tussle. Schwarzenegger tussle. gets the guy sounds like a strange Lifetime romantic <laughs> comedy. <laughs> So they get into a tussle. Schwarzenegger gets the guy. And of course, of course uh, the, the, the ice blocks. Or did you ever say they get in a tussle? I did. I did, as a matter of fact. That's a heck of a... You know what? I would have almost said if they were if they were rednecks, they were wrestling. Yeah, they were. They but and this is yeah, this is Cook, who's played by Bill Duke. Is one right. of those that those action movie like hardline villain that guys. He's he's in the Predator. He's in Predator, right. I think. Uh, I he's I've seen him in a million things, but I couldn't place him offhand. So they they're they're tussling. They're wrestling. They're tussling. They're wrestling. wrestling. There's they, a gun involved, and they and they they hulk their way through a wall. Oh! And, and when they get into the wall, you get another '80s. You, you don't get this after. I don't think you get this after the '80s. Maybe in the very early '90s, yeah. you might get this. It is the most gratuitous boob shot. <laughs> Boob shot. It's a boob it's shot. It's boob. You gotta add an extra bit to that. You boob. do because it, it is. It is the most because criti- it's like it's it's people having sex and it's that thing where I don't think anyone ever does outside of a movie where it's like their sexual position is designed exactly so that the woman is sitting upright with her breasts out. Yeah. Like with no one. Like it's just here's boobs. Like it's this beautifully framed shot of like ah! right. you know and it's like like and the thing is I watched this movie you know as a kid mostly on the TV adaptation, which leaves a lot oh, of the right. violence in. Yeah. But I had forgotten until I got this movie, like, you know, got my cheap DVD version that we, you know, we got at the Best Buy bin. I had forgotten this movie even had boobs. And when I watched this the first time in like, it had been like 15 years since I had seen it. You know, I when I watched this, like this was like a year and a half ago, I was sitting at home watching it and I'm like, oh, hey, there's boobs in this movie. How awesome is that? Because <laughs> it is like, and they're so throwaway. It's like, it, it, it's absolutely reason it is absolutely i almost feel like they did that just to get the r rating well well, yeah that's true you couldn't get an r rating with violence not no not that well they did it because i think the rule was in these kind of movies is you know you want to have something for everyone who isn't a woman you don't know if women aren't she had pretty nice boobs well like in the mid 80s you just you didn't talk about lesbians they didn't exist outside of jokes about danny thomas being lebanese and people mistaking that you know like that lesbians didn't exist for all intents and purposes in mainstream culture you weren't aiming anything at lesbians you know suzanne vega didn't even have albums out yet i don't think you know the indigo girls were just a glint in the eye mainstream culture didn't care you know so what you had here was all movies were aimed action movies at least were aimed at boys between the ages of 15 and 30 so, you know, so 
Well, you know, what if... There's a lot of violence in this movie. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of sex, and there really isn't any sex in no, this movie. because they're, 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 Like, there's no real... Even Radon Chong isn't really a romantic interest. No. She's just an annoying cousin it that drives him around and flies his plane. Yeah, it's weird. You know, so you gotta get some boobs in somewhere, and it ain't gonna be Schwarzenegger doing it. Right. Well, you we know? already saw those, and they aren't that well, exciting. <laughs> well, I know, but they're perky. They are but perky. Yeah. So we get this gratuitous... And we've talked about this boob shot for literally ten times longer than it's there. Yeah, it's Because it's just like... It's like, like a spoosh of boobs, yeah. and then... And and then it's over, but, but and it's it, back to the fight. You but know? in the fight too, and then this fight ends. It's pretty violent. But the best, the other thing that I love, there's so many cool things about this motel, and I, I say cool with air quotes. Drink, um, but but my other favorite. I don't know why you're saying with air quotes? This hotel is awesome. I want to stay there. <laughs> I don't know when where they, your irony is on this. It's just great, straight up rad. When they're when they're tussling in in this other in the in the sex couple's room. Um, <laughs> Tussling in the sex couple's room is my new, uh, that's my album whenever I become a jazz soloist. I'll play lots of sax and flute jazz I just, with steel drums. I, I, it, it brought me back to another moment where you go, oh, that's right, TVs used to look like that. Where TVs <laughs> were on those TV stands that had wheels. Now, now, now let me remind you, because most of you who have, are probably familiar with 80s movies do remember Poltergeist and that movie and what happens at the very end of sorry this is going to be a spoiler for Poltergeist so if you don't want to watch it I will be quiet for one second spoiler okay, Carol Ann dies yeah right then why do you talk oh well, the actress, the actress dies, dies but I, that's later I'm like what are you talking about that's not true at the very end of the movie so does Zelda Rubenstein but that's in their life everyone dies spoiler in, alert life ends in death they're, they're at the Holiday Inn or whatever the hotel is that they end up at and the very last shot is you see the door open and they've pushed out on this on wheels this TV stand with the television. Which seriously should have had a slide whistle at the end, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, so I, 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 I associate that, even though I've seen it in real life and in other places, but I associate you've that. Seen, you've seen Poltergeist in real life? No, no, no. Life? I've seen those TVs on those stands. You've seen TVs in real life? <laughs> those particular ones on those particular stands. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to see how long I can carry this. I'm sorry. In real life. And... And my immediate thought, and I'm going to admit this, was, well, thank goodness Poltergeist doesn't need their TV. Because yeah. <laughs> these people had plenty of use for it while they were having, you know, weird well, sex in the other we, room. Have we ever thought that it is entirely possible that the TV was watching them? Because, you know, it was bored. You know, it's been in an Indian burial ground for so long. <laughs> and then the house... Where did, they, where, did that ta- where did that TV go after the house was sucked into a tiny little vortex? Oh, spoiler for Poltergeist. The house gets sucked into a tiny little vortex. <laughs> so we've now just crossed over to it. Oh, uh, by the way, welcome to our Poltergeist episode. <laughs> so anyway, this dude is eating a chicken leg. And then he suddenly... Anyway, so, so they kill the guy. They go, like, ransack his car looking for information. Yeah, yeah they, and... they, it, it's, it's a huge cat. Like, he's driving a... What, uh, what like I would land yacht. It's, it's a boat of car yeah, to use that they might huge. be giants reference. It is amazing. So they, they get <laughs> yeah. out and they, for some reason, I think they decide at this point that the best thing they need is some artillery. Well, I I decided that about 10 minutes previously, like going, when are they going to get to the guns? Right. So they, they uh, it's nighttime and they bust through and. Oh, this is fantastic the yeah. way they, 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 they don't, they don't fuck around. No, they don't fuck around. There is no, this isn't like some sort of like really careful, like let's cat burglar our way into a pawn shop. They bash through into a pawn shop in the middle of the night. And then we get into 
With the, what, is that what the bulldozer? With the bulldozer. Yeah, they found yeah. the bulldozer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they crashed is. through. The, and the best part about this is right after they they bust through. I mean, the way that the oh, shot. Oh, crap. You know what I forgot to mention? Because I was going to say, it was like, I was going to say, this is out of Terminator. The way he, like, goes, I'll be back. And then leaves. And then, like, two seconds later, comes through the through the wall with the car. Oh, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, this is like he does. He leaves and two seconds later comes back through with a bulldozer. And I forgot the fucking. This movie had the gall at yeah, the beginning. The and I forgot beginning, to mention yeah, this. This, this movie had the gall whenever Bennett is there, like, taking his daughter away and everything. And Schwarzenegger looks him in the eye and says, I'll be back, Bennett. This is one year. Like, one year after you? Terminator. I'm waving my like, hand. It's such a, it's I'm, a meta. I'm making, like, I'm waving my fist at the microphone right now, like, just trying to explain. Like, he made a Terminator reference. Like, and I know Schwarzenegger has made a career out of referring to his past movies. But his past movie was probably still in dollar theaters but at I, this point. It probably like, was still in theaters when it was filming. I mean, he's like the Shatner of making fun of himself. So, but this really like went. But this is further. before he's making fun of himself. He's not That's big enough point. to make fun That's of himself. That's my point, though. That's my point. Like he's the Shatner it's of like, doing that. But then all of a sudden, like now we have this in this movie, we're supposed to be serious. What and it's they, like, did I, he know? Did he realize? Did they think that Terminator? No, no, was no. They did that out? on purpose. That was definitely, and I, I'm blaming Jeff Lieb for this, just because I've read a lot of his really crappy Batman comics, mm. and like, hush is awful, Jeff Lieb. If you're listening, I know you're not because you're sitting in your giant pool full of money, but uh, your Smallville money, but, um, but yeah, like, oh, this, that, 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 that's the weirdest self-referential. Like, I was expecting after seeing that, like, I, I kind of almost wanted someone to ask, like, John Matrix, what is best in life? <laughs> like, just get the Conan reference in too while you're at it, like. So, oh, so I have no ending for this story, so I'm just going to end with a little. <gasps> they bulldoze through this thing, and the way that they shoot this is that the like you know it's that moment where it's like you hear like the the it, it's it, the joke is supposed to be. I I honestly feel like if they if they use their budget in this way, it would be like busted through. You see like all the dust and everything, and you know the door is broken down and all this stuff, and then you would have that like shot of seeing you know Radon Chong, and then you would have like one pipe fall. You know, yeah. it's like the oh, last, yeah. like, that was what they were hoping for. Knock, knock. <laughs> yeah, like that's what they were hoping for, but they get instead of doing that, they they literally give it to Radon Chong and it falls flat, but she essentially slides into the scene as if on roller skates. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> it's like, I mean, sweep. Yeah, like, here's the best part. Like, she bringing in their burgers. <laughs> Great moment of where we get to the gun room. Because this, this, this room. This army surplus. And by the way, this movie is fairly short, and it seems like we're not going anywhere. But this movie's actually getting close to over. Yeah, you know, because we're getting to the major point here. We get like. He knows, like, apparently all pawn shops, if you hit a, a secret switch, you can get to a room in the back that is full of not just, like, rifles and, you know, like AR-15s, like, generic semi-automatic weapons. It is a room full of the highest-grade military surplus that you'll... It has a rocket launcher in yeah. it. Like, and I'm not... Like, that's a major, like, you know, like, like that's on the, like, like a lot of the promo pictures of him. Yeah. His action figure that we bought at the Red and White had it. You know, it's a four missile rocket launcher that you know basically you know like 
you know, like, and he, so he's probably, so, you know, like, he's busted through this store with a bulldozer. He's found this room full of more guns. And, like, and, like I want an A-team montage music to play at this Oh, moment. yeah. I want to, like, the da-da-da, where he's just duct taping guns together to, like, to make a bigger gun. At this point, they, they, like, a this gun is that my shoots favorite, guns. this is my favorite part, though. Like, they're, they're, they're gathering guns. They're throwing them in her car. Like, they're dun, getting, dun, dun, yeah, yeah, okay, dun, that's dun, all that's going And then all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> And the funniest thing about that is, I want to say, didn't you, like, maybe a minute before this happened go, how are the cops not showing up? Yeah, I did. Because, like, again, they didn't just, like, cut the burglar alarm, sneak in, or, you know, like, use no, a glass cutter. No, you hear the, bur- the alarm going off. Like, they bash through the wall with right. a bulldozer in yeah. the least subtle way. How did they not know they were going to go? And, and this isn't part of his, he isn't, like, doing, like, some sort of weird Batman five steps ahead plan. No. You know, like. He's this, looking at his watch going, I got to get Jenny. I've like, got to hurry. Well, you, know, you know, and, like, I guess I could, he spent too much time picking the best guns before the cops show up. So he gets arrested and thrown in the back of a truck. And then you get the best rescue attempt and Wait, successful, yeah, oddly but, enough. But here's the thing. Okay, you're a cop. You show up. There are two people robbing a joint, okay? A joint with lots of guns. A stewardess and a man mountain, like, steroid case. And you you take the man mountain in custody. Okay, that's fine. I get that part. You're not going to search the car of the other person? And why? And, and, and the other thing is, like, was she in the back? Like, why didn't they arrest her? Exactly! Like, like oh, you're a woman. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. You yeah. don't know how to use this Sorry, stuff. ma'am. <laughs> I couldn't understand that. Like, how she got and away so she, with all the artillery. And so, so she, she, she goes out, and, there, you know, there's a truck. The, the it's like a paddy truck, wagon. Paddy yeah. wagon, yeah. And she brings up, and this is... This is a I, as a moment. kid, I love this moment. This I still love moment. it, but it, it's probably the funniest thing that Radon Chong will ever do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, other than that mystery science movie where I guess it was inadvertently funny. But like, she holds up the rocket launcher and goes to shoot him. No, no, not ro- shoot him. She goes to shoot. No. The, she wants. To All right, shoot. you're right. She's going to shoot the truck, that, shoot the he's truck in. that he's in to get him out. Like that's the because idea. Of course, because she knows. Like all people know, he's Schwarzenegger. A missile's not going to kill him. Right. Exactly. You know. So, but she shoots this rocket backwards and it blows up another car and it's a great laugh and then she flips it around and shoots it again and does she actually hit the truck? She does. Yeah, she hits it, you know, and like, you know, stops. It flops it over. It over and he gets out and he, I'm sure he says a one-liner that I forgot to write down. I'm sure. There were and many. so they, now they get out and they have to get to a seaplane to get to this island because he figures out this island that Jenny's on, which is two miles off, like two, not two hours, two hours off the coast of LA, which again, like I said, it's like, I think, I think he's on Catalina. Yeah. You know, but, it, but it's like this island that has a villa that is like fully armed. That like, how is there an island right off the coast of the United States that is apparently not a U.S. island? Right. <laughs> like, I actually, as a kid, and up until I saw this as an adult, as a kid, I thought they flew all the way to Valverde. Oh, yeah, I no, that that's was 11 his... hours. Well, I know, I realized that. I was like, wait, no, that's a two-hour flight. So it's just this weird, random island off the coast of California. Not that far off the coast again. Like, I, you know. And he has time, but barely. You know, to fly there. So they fly to this island, and because, again, she's a pilot. And this is where Radon Chong gracefully and thankfully bows out of the movie. Yes. The movie goes from being kind of a dumb, fun action movie to a legitimately insane, awesome action movie. Because from now on, this is where, this is, lands on the island. Well, wait, 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 before he lands on the island, they're flying. And they're flying, they're being, they're being seen, and they're trying to get away from the radar because they're not supposed, they're, they're oh, not yeah, uncharted right. territory. They have to fly low. Supposed, so they have to fly low. But the person who catches the seaplane 
flying, the the ground, you know, on the ground, who's uh, what, uh, the air Ray travel Robert. control. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, Beautiful cameo. Is, by... is a great cameo by Bill Paxton. Yeah. Which I guess. Game over, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, like, let's face it, Bill Paxton has never been a megastar. And this is early no, in his career. But, but this this is, you know, like, this is pre. Chet, this, little, is, uh, this is pre Weird Science. Yeah, a this, is pre, this is, I think it might even be pre Aliens. It's the same year Aliens came out. Yeah, he probably he may year. have filmed it before Aliens. Maybe. So you know, it's like it's not like Bill, pa- Bill Paxton. You would never, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Honestly, it was it was a cameo right on par as far as radio operator cameos go with uh with uh, what's his name uh Clint Howard in uh that Austin Powers movie. Oh, yeah. It's about that level of what the hell are you doing in yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind of cameo, you know where. But yeah, and then they, they so they land on this island, and this is where basically first of all you see you see Schwarzenegger in this okay. amazing speedo. Let me just let me just talk about this. Being part of the fitness industry, <clears throat> you hear a lot about <laughs> you hear a lot about um, <laughs> men who are always trying to get the wasp waist. You know, they're big chested, big shoulders, you know, big back, whatever. But they want the wasp waist, and the ones that do it well, they do it well. The ones that don't do it well, it's it's like it's I don't know, it's like a bad I don't even know. It's just run, run and hide. Schwarzenegger, there's a reason why this man. On Mr. Universe. <laughs> I mean, you don't even understand. Uh, yeah, this His is... body is so perfectly put together, it was made by chemicals. I mean, oh, we yeah, find there's this no out way. Later, but yeah, no this, way a human... He, he, he wears a Speedo like every man wishes they could wear a Speedo. I don't know how many men really... I, speaking as a man, I don't think I've ever said I wish I could That's wear a Speedo. That's my point. But if you had his body, you would wear them. I guess I might. You would. I might, yeah. You should. Well, if I had his body, I would probably also be killing random people in a small island. You'd just be like, like of California. Right. You know, like, so anyway, he goes off, he swims, he basically, like, takes a little dinghy onto the shore, you know. It's a, it's a dinghy. She laughed at dinghy. She's a grown-up. <laughs> it's a dinghy. What do you want? He takes his dinghy off from the the, the seaplane is, you know, like, it's, and he says basically, like, if. You know, like, you know, if you don't hear from me by blah, fly away, you know, or whatever. <laughs> fly, away, fly, away, fly away, little bird. <laughs> fly away, sail on, silver bird. You know, and the, but, and then, but so, and then he goes on shore and where he, we get, one of my favorite things that ever happens in any action movie. Yes. The suiting up scene. I mean. I love the suiting up scene and he's, he's putting the paint on, like the camouflage paint on. Let and, me tell you, Barney from How I Met Your Mother, you know, little Neil Patrick Harris here, has never suited up. Like Arnold suits oh, up in this, this is, movie. Well, this is uh, literally I uh, like I don't care if it's if it's like action movies or if it's superhero comic Ugh. books. If a character is suiting up for battle, with, like it's like I mean it's like the fist pump. Oh hell! And, and you know shit is going down. Oh, yeah. You see him when he's standing there. He's got the rocket launcher. He's got like fifty million knives. Every gun you can think of. And like, I'm not a violent man. No, I'm not, I, I, don't I don't condone like violence. Right? I'm yeah. not. I'm not a militaristic man. I'm a pacifist at heart. But Jesus, that is a that is a shit is going down moment. It and is a sexy moment to watch somebody suit up like that. I will give you that. I, I was not talking libido. You weren't, you dirty swine. I, well, sexy can not necessarily mean libido. Just be like sexy. Well, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> sexy, sexy. <laughs> now I'm just doing this to make her laugh. But. Um, so, you know, he goes he goes to the island and basically all hell breaks loose. We get just murder town USA. It really is. We get him laying like he's got like five or six of those landmines from Ron Swanson's desk, those claymores. He's laying down like in this fortress. He's 
blowing, he blows so much crap up. And this is like maybe 20 minutes of the movie at the end. And you have to understand, he doesn't know where Alyssa Milano is in this whole complex. Oh, no. he's Who knows a, if he's oh, if yeah. he's blowing up the, the building she's in? We don't know. She, yeah. He doesn't and, know. And, and, and she's apparently, by the way, in a house that must have been for sale. Yeah, exactly. Because like when they cut the scenes of her, it's like every room she's, like the room she's in has no furniture. You know, like it, yeah. I think they, I think they put all of all the props in the one room that Arius was in, and then they like shot her in like this. This it's just it's, it's an obvi- empty room that they like boarded up the one window. Up. Yeah, and yeah, so and she somehow breaks through the window. Like breaks well, she, through the she boards. finds a she yeah. finds a, uh, a oh yeah she uses a piece of metal and, yeah. and she breaks through the because boards. she's because she's a murder machine's daughter. You right. know, he's trained her a little bit. Yeah. In fact, I think this movie would have been made better by the way if there had been at least one Alyssa Milano kill. I like think she should have killed, killed somebody. somebody. Like yeah. if she would have just done like an eighties neck break, like 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 father yeah, like yeah, son, like father like daughter, daughter, I guess. Yeah. Think about it. That would have been <laughs> very know? cool. But uh, so so he's going on this explosion murder fest, and we could kind of cut to the chase on this because there's, there's not a lot to describe other than there's just stuntmen getting on springboards. And just so you know, it's like an A team episode, but way more. At this point, right before he gets to Murder Town, USA, um, we've had five, ten. 12 maybe 12 confirmed 12 kills at this point confirmed kills some of them were like you know that guy got up so he's not dead yeah she then, she actually mar- had to remark some because she thought he was dead and he wasn't and they weren't, yeah. I had to take off Bennett once you know things yeah. like but then we get here and, and that's when Allie just, gave up. you can't because you start you start realizing like like apparently there's a YouTube video like where they do all the kills I've heard about for years like where like they do a little ding noise of like showing every kill. Oh, that's funny. Commando. But like, and I I want to say it's like three hundred and something. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a lot. It's a ridiculous. You know, and like so it's just stuntmen flying every which way but loose. There's just guns, and he never reloads, which is a common joke made about this movie. It's amazing how much killing he does without reloading. Yeah. Like he's on full auto every second of the way, and at one point, we get to. The, the moment that this movie becomes not just a fun action movie, but the greatest damn thing you'll ever see is we get to Murder Shed number two. Yeah, it's almost like... And this is not a gun room like no. the other Murder Shed. No, this is he just is like trapped. a shed. He is trapped in a shed, and it is a gardener's shed. I mean, I swear it's like Rambo oh, comes into... Yeah, it's know, a very Rambo-esque thing. And, and, and that was the same year. Right? Yeah, it's really oh, that both, makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, so... He gets, he's trapped in the shed and, you know, like these guys just put bullet after bullet into it. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, like he's completely trapped. He doesn't have any, like his weapons are out of ammunition. He's already used the other two missiles from his rocket launcher. One big plus in this movie, nobody reloads except the rocket launcher has four missiles. Four missiles, yeah. They use all four. They don't have extras. It is not like bullets, hubcaps, where like five hubcaps come off of the car. they, (laughs) They count the missiles right. That is to its credit. So he's in this shed. He's, you know, they, they, they go in to investigate after filling it with, like, you know, with, like, an endless sea of bullets. And he does some straight-up horror movie killing. He is, like, suddenly he is a horror movie character today. Yeah. He, we, we get a guy that's killed with, like, one of those digging rakes, you know, in the face. Uh, he, he throws, we, we see him throw some saw blades from the wall. And in probably, and when Allie was saying there was no gore in this movie, I was like, <clears throat> all contraire. We no, do I get, saying- there is a scene after he comes running out where there is a guy where he takes a hatchet 
and in one swing cuts this guy's arm clean off that's where true. he guy screams fountain of blood coming out of him. It, it's, See, but that's a practical. It's that's a little a practical. bit different it's, well, than what I meant to say was there was no, they like, have like blood packs and everything. Right. And if they did, like if they did, it was so like small, it, it, no, like, no, it was far yeah. away kills. Yeah, for the most part, they're just people falling down or right. leaping through the air. But right. this was a straight this up, was, this was, yeah, it, yeah. brilliantly hilarious. Was so right. he go, he kills basically everyone on the planet. He gets to he gets to uh, Dan Hedaya and kills him, you know, <laughs> like it's pretty straight up. Like there's nothing really, it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it's really anticlimactic. It's, a, it's like, I, they, I think they wanted to do the last scene from Scarface again, yeah, but they never, never really worked it. Work Dan Hedaya does come out with a machine gun and do some do some shooting, but True. you know, it ain't happening. And then, and, and Alyssa Milano's escaping at this point. Yes. Like Bennett's chasing her. Right. You see, he just, at the last second, he goes to kill her. Cause like, you know. And they're in some sort of like, I feel like we. We've oh, and the plane has landed. In Valverde, oh, right. so that's how the call. So it's they all happening. It's all coming all to a at head. Same time. His right. watch is his timer, and his watch is over. And she, she, she like uh, gets into this. Like it's like a, it's like a basement area. It's well, you like know, every like... every action movie pretty much needs to end somehow, regardless of where it starts. It needs to end in some weird dark factory with like a big fan going yeah. in front of a light. Basically, it's like steam. they stole that from. Uh, uh, Every action movie, <laughs> or the, or you know, I was gonna say Springer set because it was there. <laughs> oh, no, I was thinking, well, it's like kind of like SNL in the early '80s when they oh, had yeah. like the music bands that come out, or, or or a little bit like Sidney J. Musburger's office in um in uh, Hudsucker Proxy oh, yeah. with the big clock. Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. But like, it's like it's just this weird, dark, steamy, and you know, come to think of it, uh, you haven't seen this, but I believe it's very similar to the end of Expendables uh, three uh, two. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 the same sort of like. I, but I, I actually, actually, sort of expected to hear da 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 da. I mean, because it, it literally looks like she either like, that or like a heavy metal music video. Yeah, like some, it's it's got like the yeah. like, it's got all the smoke clouds and the right, steam. Right, the steam like shh comes you up. Know, and, and, it's, and so we get to this fight, and throughout this, by the way, Bennett has been making, and it's it's Bennett's telling the truth here, you know. Like Arius has been had been bragging like about how this like he's got three hundred trained troops or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like. Matrix is gonna me and Matrix alone could kill every one of these people, and like Matrix basically does kill every one of them. Yeah. So Bennett's right, but Bennett has been bragging that he's basically the only guy who might be able to take Matrix out. So of course you know from a thousand years away, one they're gonna fight each other. But the best part about this is, and all right, I am not throwing stones at Vernon Wells, the actor, because I am not in shape. I am not a big muscular guy. I've, I'm 38 years old and I've got some pudge and I'm not a fitness business person. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, I'll admit it. But Bennett, for a guy who keeps talking about how he and Schwarzenegger are the two greatest murdering mercenaries in the world, he is a sloppy dude. Oh, yeah. He's got a gut on him. You know, unlike Schwarzenegger, he could not pass the pencil test. He needs a bra. Mm-mm. Like, he is a sloppy dude. And he, like, he's got, like, big arms, but they're big arms with kind of like that granny fat. You know, like, there's, like, a little layer of skin hanging off him. He's, he is not, not as intimidating as Schwarzenegger right now. If, if like, I, look, the dude would kill me in a fight. Vernon Wells, the actor, would kill me in a fight, circa 1985. Maybe like... now when he's like 60, I might better take him. But like, but if you told me you have to fist fight Vernon Wells or you have to fist fight 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger with his like crew cut yeah. mullet, which is a weird thing, but he totally has. Um, I would definitely fight Vernon Wells a hundred times over because again, I feel like he's 
just kind of slovenly. He's sloppy. He's slovenly, and he's basically dressed like an elf going to a renaissance fair. Like, I don't understand. I can't get off. I'm like, I'm, where's his little bottle of meat? I know. He, like, where, you're he, right. He, he, like, he seems like the guy who would sing vocals for a German heavy metal band influenced Heavily by Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. It's, it's, it's so, it's, and you, you're worried that this guy's going to kill you? Like, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, you can't, but, you'd probably die laughing first. Long story short, <laughs> we get to, we get, uh, copyright Ali Goodman. <laughs> we get to this fight, like, where Alyssa Milano's in the back being, screaming in terror, and, and Schwarzenegger and him are fighting back and forth, and they go through, it's a fairly it's a series, long fight. It's yeah. a fairly, lo- fairly long fight, and it's not very well choreographed, because I love Arnold, but he's not like, he's not like a Van Damme, or someone who knows martial arts. He's he's a monster. He's a man mountain. You know, so like it's a lot of slow big guys like slugging each other. But it ends with this fantastic, and this is why this can't really be chain mail. It just can't. Yeah, it can't. Because from like a fairly large distance away, like Arnold ends up impaling him on a steam pipe. Yeah. Like this pipe goes through and it goes and it goes. It doesn't just go into him, it goes through, through him, him because when it hits steam comes out of the pipe <laughs> like it's gone through him into this boiler and steam it and he says why don't you let off a little steam bennett In a delicious which is pie. oh my god. god again again this movie has at least five or six like great schwarzenegger death quotes it is it's an er schwarzenegger movie it's got all you want from schwarzenegger it's the first movie that has hits all the schwarzenegger bases and now we've got basically the end of the movie where they come like kirby lands at the last minute Oh, you yeah. Know, remember him uh-huh. from the beginning? Yeah. He's basically the part that, like, the, the what's his name? Uh, Richard Crenna from yes. Rambo's part. Yes. You know? And he, at the end, he comes back, lands at the end, and, you know, like, because they had, like, they've been monitoring transmissions, and they finally found him, and they were, they were like, trying, racing to try and beat him there. Right. You know? But, like, so he says, like, you did some good job there, Matrix. You know, if you, you ever, you know, if you want to work for us again, you know, I, you know, and, and he says, I told you, I told you, Kirby, I'm, I'm retired. And then he goes off to, like, like, meet and hug Radon Chong, because now they're best buds. They're besties. It's never really, again, I, I, I still want to say, it's still not implied. There's no kiss. It's just right. a hug. It's just a hug. So it's just, it's weird, like. She's not going to be, like, new mommy. Yeah, she's, she's just, not new mommy. She's just kind of new best there. friend, she's I guess. new BFF, yeah. Like they're gonna go. She and Alyssa Milano are gonna go shopping. And, I, and they, for... they're gonna have like a new, like a new montage where they hang out together and yeah. her buddies. Like, is, is there an actual montage at the end of the day? I imagine it of them no. like partying. Like there is not a montage. You hear the music come in, oh. and it sort of like takes like a scoop. I think it takes like a swooping over, and the music that comes in is like poor man's an emotion. Uh, oh yeah. You are an obsession. You're it's my not, obsession. But it sounds like this. Oh, and we and really we missed bad. when Bennett died. He kind of oh, had yeah. like this orgasm Yeah, I'm wondering, like, what they were going Well, he was wearing fetish gear, so he might have been getting off on, like, maybe this was something where he'd always, maybe this whole thing, this giant thing was a giant, elaborate setup where he was playing Arius, he was playing all the other people, all the other killers, playing Sully, playing Bill Duke, Uh uh, Cook, playing, you know, the dead dude in the airplane, uh, playing them all up, because he wanted to have that one last erotic orgasm of being murdered by an Austrian with a steel pipe. So, John, <laughs> was this movie worth revisiting? Oh, yes. Unqualified, <laughs> yes. I unabashedly love this movie. Again, it does not let up. It doesn't let up. It's not boring. It's it's dumb as hell. It's crazy as hell. But as I complained last, last time about Over the Top, where I was like, the plot holes that I would have forgiven in Over the Top <laughs> if it was an action movie, 
I forgive everything. This movie, this movie is a trim, like what, ninety minutes long? Yeah, it's maybe? really short. It's, it's, it's like ninety eight minutes or something crazy. Like it's, that. it's a taut night. Like there's very little letdown in action. Like every moment there's not action, there is something going on advancing the plot. It's well made. It's yeah. it's not like it's well. it's low budget, but it's well made for what it is. All right, yes, it's not terms of endearment. I understand that, but it is it is for like if you're grading it on the action movie curve of mm-hmm. like like what it does and what it sets out to do what it does and never once stops in its goal of doing what it does. Mm-hmm. And for that, like, and it, again, I feel like this is the movie, like Terminator, like really cemented Arnold as being like an actor that you're going to use and stuff, you know, after the Conan movies. But this is the movie that made him a star, you know, it, because of this movie, you know, he's going to come back and do your total recalls and your predators, you know, and, 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 af- and, and of course your twins is, and your, <laughs> you know, your, Whatever's the, you know, it's uh, your true lies is, is, or, you know, you know, and your expendables is threes is, you know, and all these other, you know, movies. It's because this movie convinced people he could be a hero. And, you know, like, and in a more modern thing and not just playing like a, I'm a barbarian swinging a sword. Like he's playing, a, and they, they, you know, they convince people that even with that thick accent, he could actually be a movie star. And yes, I would say, Big plus, definitely worth revisiting. Would revisit it again. Probably will watch it within the next month again. <laughs> All right. And Allie, I'm gonna have to ask you: Was this worth watching for you? <sighs> Such a complicated question. Um, yeah, I would it's say not complicated. The answer is yes, of course. It I is. would say overall yes. For I, okay, let's 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 be honest. This movie. <laughs> This is not a movie that if somebody showed me this movie and said it had been made this year, I I I <laughs> if somebody told showed me this movie and said it was made this year, I would have been incredibly impressed by how they managed to make the most 1985 thing possible this year. <laughs> really feel I would have been like that is good work. It, it's like I don't think in 1985 we knew that it felt 1985, but any year after 1985 and you look at this movie you're like oh that is so 1985. And any movie the year before that you'd be like this is a movie from the future. Yeah, literally, it's true. So so that because of that it is so 1985 um, action movie that that yeah I think it was it was worth watching. It it, it also does something for me that I like um, for the most part. John Which is neon. John mentioned this a few times where he said that uh, you know it doesn't let up. There's something about that I really like. I like a movie where you know it, especially if it's supposed to be an action movie. Okay, it's sort of like porn. It's like, we don't need all the plots. We don't need all the, like, I don't need to know who you are. I don't need the whole setup. I don't need the girl walking to the door and having a conversation. I need motivation in my porn. I don't need a whole conversation. I'm like, walk in. You're the delivery guy. You're the, you know, housewife. Let's get it on. And I like that this movie gets it on really fast. Yeah, this, so, this, this is a movie that's just, it's two girls talking on a couch about how much they want to make out and then making out. Yeah, That's what this movie exactly is. exactly right. It's not, there's no, there's no setup. There's no, like, guy with a camera looking around for, like, MILFs. Yeah, no, it's, no, no it's, the MILFs are on the couch. They're ready to We're go. We're ready to go. Yes. The clothes are off within a minute. Yeah. You know, it's not, it, 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 there's no foreplay. Yeah, you so know? I, I would say that, like, my, the porn I like, I, I would say I liked this movie. And I, it was worth watching. And, it, it, and it was kind of like porn for me, too. So, I yeah, I, I would agree. So, uh. So, yeah. So, uh, I guess, uh, we are, uh. You know, this has been another episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, we, you know, we are a match made in space, and uh, our website is matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can contact us at matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Uh, you can also, didn't mention it last week, but if you want, uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Hitler Puncher. 
Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm and, Allie, A-L-I underscore Goodman, G-O-O-D-M-A-N. Yes. And uh, that's, uh, I guess this is uh, a match uh, made in space. But signing, signing off. off. Adios. Yeah. Adios. Thanks. Thanks.